<laughs> but oh, when we got to the spot, we saw what it was, and when we finished the artwork, um, we didn't realize that <laughs> it was a heritage site. Oh shit! So, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of Meet the Artist podcast with us at Unsung Art. I'm very excited about today's chat. Um, as usual, you know the voice that's talking to you now, it's Warren and I've got my trusty sidekick with me. I am Inga here and ready to roll. Yeah, awesome. Alright, let's do it. Today we're going to be chatting to Lovely. Lovely, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Still alive. <laughs> and life no is good. COVID yet. Yeah, life is really nice. good right now. Touch wood on that no COVID thing, please. please. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm literally tapping on wood when I said that. I was like, oh, my fingers on this wood. <laughs> yeah, these days, yo, it's so crazy. Fucking hell. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to dwell on that subject too much because... Yeah. He, he that shall not be he, named. He that shall not be named. We'll, we'll spit into the bucket and we'll just walk past it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just walk on by. Yeah, man. So today's podcast is aimed at doing like a little meet the artist. So we're going to chat about you and, you know, what inspires you and what gets you motivated and what gets you mm-hmm. doing the things that you do, man. Yeah. So, I mean, just to kick it all off, like what, like where are you based? I know that you, you're in Cape Town. Um, mm. Right now, yeah, right now. But I know you had a little stint in Denmark. Uh, mm. Yeah, what's what's the deal? I came back from Denmark in 2018. Okay, yeah, uh, September 2018. Yeah, it was like two years ago. Nice. Um, I lived there for four years. Nice. Before that, I was a little gypsy in Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> I moved around quite often in in Cape Town. I saw a lot of Cape Town, which was really cool. And then I think like my energy and just life just showed me I needed to see something even more different. Mm. And then I got the opportunity to go to Denmark. I'm now based in Woodstock. Nice. Um, The creative hub of Cape Town pretty much. Right now it is. It's it's a really cool vibe out here. It's central. Um, I can get freshly baked bread every day. Nice. That's that's always a vibe. It's always good. <laughs> All <laughs> the breweries are there. That gets me excited. Nothing you know? better exactly. than warm, freshly baked bread. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh my god! Um, but yeah, I'm working from home right now. Mm. I'm I'm lucky enough to have a job, and also be a artist. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm using my my job now to fuel the dreams that I have. That's awesome. So, yeah. what got you started in art and your art career? Um, I think I think if you want to go really really way back, yes. yeah, let's jump. Um, <laughs> really really way back, it would be Casper comic books. Oh wow! Um, like from That's like age school, six, man. yeah, from age six till about till. I think nine. I had stacks of comic books. Nice. Mm. I had stacks and stacks of comic books that I just powered through all the time. I was just looking at stuff and I never really acknowledged that I could do it until I was in, well, until I was 16 and mm-hmm. somebody showed me how to draw a character that I always. I've seen drawn in the stairwells of my school. Okay. Uh-huh. And I always used to see these characters everywhere. And then I met the guy that drew it. And I was like, dude, how do you do that? And then he just did this really... This offhand, like, wait, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, it went, like, boom. <gasps> I saw how it was created. Nice. And once I saw how it was created, I realized, well, I can also do that. Nice. And then I just kept drawing that thing for, like... A couple of months, yeah. and then I was like, okay, I'm going to draw that on the walls now. Yeah, and then yeah, I started yeah. drawing all over the walls at high school. And no. <laughs> I kept drawing on the walls <laughs> in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, eventually I went outside of high school. 
and um, got really naughty painting libraries and stuff like that. Oh, and yeah. And I got heavy into street art at the age of 24, I think. Mm. Now, 24. And once I got into street art, that just uh, caught a fire of just, I'm going to dive into this whole thing uh, head first. Yeah. Because I saw that uh, street art was just scraping was basically just scraping the uh, the lid. Yeah. That, that, yeah, scraping the lid. Yeah, it yeah. works. I mean, in my yeah. day, in my day, I just drew yeah. Stussy, you know, the, the S yes. and the bad boy eyes. That's the bad boy eyes. That's all I did. That's exactly <laughs> what I also did. <laughs> yeah. Because you see it on the walls and yeah, it's like, exactly. whoa, I remember, I remember cool that. This? Like, how do you do it? And once somebody showed you how to do it, it just exploded. Yeah. I also studied... Um, graphic design for nice. a year, um, which was what I could do, but it wasn't what I wanted to do because okay. I still wanted to do art. So I got a job as a graphic designer and then I just, I was like, I was, I still want to do this thing that is costing me money yeah. on paint. Yeah. It's hurting me to jump over these fences Jeez. to run away from securities. Nice. But I want that thing. Nice. You know, it's and I want to expand you in pairs it. Of jeans. Yeah. Exactly. I've lost so <laughs> much shoes. So much so much shoes because you come into these environments and close to fences in mm. dirty dirty, dirty places. Yeah. And you step into stuff that you have to say, okay, buy shoe. I'm yeah. never gonna see Sound you lucky. again. It's the price you pay, man. It's the price you pay. That's the price you pay for going into like uh, storm drains, going into bridge tunnels. But it's just the adventure that I was like, I want this thing. I'm going to spend all my money on this thing. And luckily that thing has expanded into this life that I have now uh, where uh, people are buying artwork from me. uh, Yeah because I'm doing more illustration artwork now. Yeah. So I'm selling prints and I'm also selling canvases that I'm starting awesome. to work on again. Nice. It's been a while since I've been doing canvases and um, also just allowing this thing to help other people mm. because I feel how I really, really got into it was after 16 learning how to draw I also became a break dancer. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so I used to walk to Mitchell's Plain, mm. uh, which is yeah, I walked to which was a township in Cape Town. Yeah. I had to walk to Mitchell's Plain, and walking through Mitchell's Plain, there was yeah. a gallery of stuff. There was nice. just artwork everywhere, mainly done by Falco, Ice One, Faith Forty Seven, uh, Mac One, a lot of legacy. Mm guys back in the days in the street art and I just wanted to know how did they do that? Yeah, that's my, my question friend, as well. <laughs> Yeah, how did they do that? Because the guy that showed me how to draw that little character, I didn't know how to draw that yeah. until he showed me. So I just wanted somebody to show me. And once like I- What does it entail, you know? Like what is the Yeah, what does it entail? What does it entail? And that to me, because where I came from, there wasn't much to do. Mm. To be honest with you, the parks were filled with gangsters. Yeah. So yeah. you don't want to go to the parks, no, right? Really and are. it's boring at home and playing in the street. It's fun. It's fun. We obviously did find stuff to do, but break dancing, graffiti, mm. going into these areas where there's just colors on walls was super inspiring to me. Mm. Nice. Mm. And I wanted to know more about it. And then um, I started break dancing and got into the whole hip hop culture. And then I realized. Nice. There's another thing there, this graffiti yeah. aspect of this. And it was such a cool culture of people just coming together to share this thing. Yeah, that's and amazing. That fired me up big time in my art and made me keep drawing all the time. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you, I imagine it will be so inspiring that you just want to keep pushing and pushing yourself to kind of mm. get to that level, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And like what I look back at it now is like, that was hope for me. Yeah. yeah. That, that that those colors on the walls were was literally hope. It was like, whoa, something different. Yeah. It's something new. Yeah. It to a certain extent it didn't fit in that in those areas. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I know what you mean. Yeah. Because everything is kind of was kind of run down, but mm. then these beautiful colors everywhere and concepts and ideas and mural productions. So yeah. that was That's a big sick. inspiration to me. 
and uh, I would like do that again for other people, you know. And then I need to ask because like graffiti art and and um, sort of mural art is, is is something that's that's not something I know too much about. But mm. you always have that um, that like visual on on movies and series and that sort of thing about it being about placement. So people sort of have a competition about where they can place the highest tag or the highest mm. or the most difficult mm. spot. Is, is that an actual thing? Like, do people actually go and find the most difficult spot to tag something and tag it? I've seen some mm. interesting spot. Yeah, I've seen, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a good question. But besides actually, the fact yeah. that, like, we've seen people tag things on, on like, the My City bus. Remember the James mm. things that we used to, like, pop mm. up everywhere and you're like, who is this person that's tagging the bus? <laughs> Back in the days, there was a movie that, that kind of kick-started a lot of people's uh, creative uh, graffiti lives. It was a movie called uh, Style Wars. Nice, okay. And in Style Wars, it, it, it explains how far graffiti came back in New York City. Mm. It, was, it really came up from the beginning of the 70s, where a guy named Cornbread just died, tagging his name everywhere, and then it grew to Taki183, which was a pizza delivery pizza delivery kid that used to drive around New York City and used to put up tags everywhere. Everywhere he used to do a drop, and then people started finding out who is this dude. And hectic. that is re it was really a competition. That's cool, yeah, hectic, and yeah. then it came into Wild Style, which like uh, T Kid, terrible kid. He always said that Wild Style wasn't just the letters or the shape of the letters or the piece but it was actually that competition thing of like okay, okay yeah. you it's painted now. your piece there yeah, on that yeah. pillar i'm gonna go to the bridge i'm gonna print it well, i'm gonna put a tag up right on top there Eek i'm gonna deal. do the craziest thing that you won't be able to do that's why getting on billboards writing on i knew a homie that wrote on a helicopter what that's what Crazy. that is the craziest <laughs> thing and i will forever That's worship insane. him i will forever worship him for what painted on a helicopter that was crazy they That's hunted him they hunted him <laughs> I, I imagine that's part of like you know speaking like this i imagine that's part of the allure and it's part of the rush of doing the street art is that like i'm sort of semi doing something i'm not really meant to be doing yeah but mm. I know that people mm. are going to appreciate it. I know that I'm yeah. sending a, th a message at the same time. You yeah. know, like that's got to be part of what you what you like about yeah. it. Yeah, with graffiti, I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. No, with graffiti, it is a big ego competition thing. Okay. You you want to be the biggest. You want to be the baddest. You want to put it on mm. the most smart. Put it up in the smartest way. With street art, it's aesthetically beautiful most of the time mm. it's it's a story that you want to say it's a feeling that you want to evoke graffiti is aggressive but it's also really really um calming mm. once you're in front of that wall yeah and and you take it all in and you and you exactly. see the detail that goes into Ca it calming is stressful i'm sure <laughs> yes very much because painting in a painting in a you a bridge tunnel that has yeah. two exits and yeah. one exit is completely dark oh, and yeah. you're seeing ah. shadows coming your way oh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. stuff like yeah, that yeah, happens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 it's also the adrenaline rush of getting it up yeah. getting it yeah. done quickly yeah. getting it on a nice spot that everybody can see yeah. so yes it is a competition thing and the competition thing it never stops yeah but like right now for me personally uh, there's a small little evolution of or like a fusion of like yeah i i want to leave it there uh, for other people to see but i do want to leave a story also yeah uh, i i do want to give it put it on that cocky spot so everybody <laughs> can see it and everybody knows that was me but i want to flick something different oh, now, yeah. nowadays i nice. want to leave something a message or something or energy or something yeah because I've realized what it does out there in the wild. Mm, yeah. Like it did to you, you know? Yeah. It like it's comes a, it's full a, circle almost. Absolutely, man. Yeah, cool. And I've, I see the value of it because for me, it was hope. Yeah. Back in the days yeah, that I could cool. see, jump into this thing and just dive in. Yeah, just 
go full steam ahead on this creative thing because right now there's grey blocks on the walls. Mm. What inspiration, what hope is that to the people in those areas that actually need it, man? Because yeah. I stole to th today, and I think it's scientifically proven, art is therapy. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. It helps your mind. It absolutely. helps creative thinking. It makes you question stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. But dude, that, Which I that think would, is very healthy. That would absolutely scare the hell out of me, is like to stand in those dark spaces. I mean, I, I get so nervous. If I have to go to our storage facility, um, it's just, it's dark and it's the lockers and the doors and the, all this sort of mm. thing. And I'm like, I've watched way too much work walking day to be like comfortable <laughs> in the space. <laughs> but you, you guys have done, you guys have done a road trip to Elance Bay in uh, 2019. Mm. Yeah, recently, yeah. Mm. Who was that with? Yeah, what that did you guys do? Because I, I, I saw just... an article to say this is illegal and all this stuff. And mm. People got a bit mm. pissed off. What was going on? Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. That was pure gears, eh? It was pure gears. We, yeah. um, Marty Lund, um, Migo, and uh, one of my friends, Fok Alice, mm -hmm. we all came back from travels. Marty came back from traveling. I think he went to Portugal, and I came back from Denmark. And also, uh, Migo also traveled to Sweden and stuff like that. Wow, so we all nice. had different influences That's and awesome, energies that, so cool. that we just said, we just said like, we need to put out something where we, on a, in a place where we can focus on our artwork. Mm. Yeah. And Marty is an avid surfer. He's a surfer for life. And being yeah. a surfer in South Africa, there's so much dope spots and he's been traveling South Africa for a while and he saw this abandoned building that he, he also left something there before he told us about it and he said dude Elon's pie is not that far let's do this nice. and I was like yes Sounds awesome. let's do this why not it was like a week plan we nice. planned like a week ahead through through some cans in there in the in the van mm. Got put some petrol in and we just went. We didn't even have clothes. We just had the same paint clothes we had on the, for a whole weekend. Luckily, there was no females involved. Oh, yeah, so good. We okay. did not care, dude. Nice. We it's like a fishing like, weekend, you know? That's for the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we are staying dirty. Nice. Yeah, We're staying men will dirty. Be men. Men will be <laughs> but oh, when we got to the spot, we saw what it was. And when we. When we finished the artwork, um, we didn't realize that <laughs> it was a heritage site. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so well, now, it's a, now it's a new heritage site. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one. we were like, well, because the, the buildings that we painted on, they had no roofs on it. We just thought it was abandoned yeah, yeah, yeah. on this corner. And then we found out that um, it was actually watch houses. Uh, no. back in the colonial days uh, oh, they were actually watching the Bushman paintings above oh, on the cliffs because they were actual Bushman we didn't touch the Bushman but yeah, we didn't even good, know yeah. there was Bushman paintings there right? <laughs> we didn't even know we just came to come paint these buildings it was like woo walls woo yeah, free walls man free walls dude like woohoo nobody's bothering us and um, we only found that out when we left on the on the Sunday because yeah. a tourist guide came past us and says, what are you guys doing painting on these houses? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like, wait, who are you? Yeah, wait. <laughs> yeah, who are you? What? Because the police came. The oh, really? police came oh, no. twice. Oh, yeah, shit. they came the first time they came. They drove by. They looked at us. We painted the walls out in the open. Nothing happened. Okay. The second time, the police guy came and says, when I was a little boy, I used to draw in my, draw in my room as well, you know. <laughs> you see, draw characters. He okay. shook our hand. Oh, nice. He shook our okay. hand. It's cool. like, well done. It was okay. only this tourist guy that made us aware of it. Um, we got so much gears from just doing that one wall. Yeah. Uh, we went for lunch at this, well, there's two places to have lunch there, so we yeah. went to the other one. <laughs> so we went to the one spot close to the beach, yeah. and there was a backpackers as well, and as we are uh, having something to eat, Marty is a very talkative dude, mm. and he started chatting to the late the waitress, which owned the, the, the backpackers and the restaurant, 
and he just told us he just told her like we're doing this we just did these amazing walls yeah. out here on the corner yeah. blah 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 and she's like whoa you guys are artists let me see the pictures Sick. we see the pictures it's like i know whose land that is oh no oh no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> sudden chill you know like oh, wait, everybody chill. goes what did you say <laughs> Luckily, they loved the work so much oh, awesome. that we spoke to that lady, got a free meal that night, oh, sick, man. painted the side of her, painted the side of her um, restaurant, awesome. got another day of accommodation oh, via fantastic. that lady for painting that wall. That's amazing. And that that kind of vibe just blew us away. Yeah, there's that energy you're talking about, man. Like exactly, just putting dude. down that energy, man. That's amazing. Because they saw what we were doing there. It was, there was no malice in it. Yeah. We were yeah. leaving this was pure, the same man. way those Bushman people, yeah. the Bushman left those artworks up there for people to see in the future. Absolutely. We did the same thing downstairs. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's such a such a great feeling is that like yeah. you've got the original form of graffiti right above where you had yeah, graffiti and you didn't man. even realize. Mm. Like you tagged something right on the same property as the original taggers. That's amazing. Blew that my mind. So that's great. amazing. That is so it blew great. our minds, and um, we got a write up about that. Um, we we really want to do something like that again. It's for our souls. Yeah. yeah. Purely, we spent some money, but for our souls, connecting with the people in Ilans by mm. the small connections that we did make, that blew us away, man. Yeah, people, that's amazing. Yeah. People started sharing those posts and found us online to to. Um, to give us appreciation, like thank yeah. you for leaving us. Uh, yeah. We yeah. don't know anybody there. That's crazy. That kind of yes. energy is powerful, and um, we want to do more of that. Eventually. No, definitely, definitely. Mm. And I mean, I know that Woodstock is is quite um, full of of artworks and 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 graphic arts and all sorts of things. Is is it is there more of an um, like a a freedom now that you can approach people? Um, or do you have to get uh, permission from businesses to, to tag certain spots? Because I know there are certain areas that are regularly tagged or regularly worked mm. on. Is, is that the, the way that people think now that like, you actually get permission from, from the owners? Mm. Is that There's something? still a bylaw in place. Yeah. There's still a bylaw in place. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so you've got to be covert or you've got to be right on top of it. Like. <laughs> In 2010, uh, J.P. Smith and his homies mm. um, made a bylaw stating that, for example, if um, you have a road-facing wall, the road-facing wall is no longer your property. It's free game. The oh. It's the property of the council. Okay. So you would have to apply, you and I would have to apply for a permit which entitles us to give an image of the sketch. We have yeah. to ask three neighbors in your Jeez. area in the in that road and then we have to get the owner of the property sign the document and then send it off to be approved which takes two weeks yeah and then sure. and then the guy you're trying to one up is on that board you know it's like it's not gonna yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah, gonna exactly. work <laughs> exactly luckily um the art the art the, the galleries uh, get away with a lot by yeah. just because they have that aesthetic and allowing people to paint around their buildings. Mm. Yeah. They get away with a lot like that. Yeah. According to the bylaw, it's not really legal. Yeah, but I, I, I know <laughs> like, you graffiti artists yeah. are such law abiding citizens. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not filling out government forms and so you know, waiting two I'm weeks. I'm not going to put my name on anything. <laughs> so basically, it's a um, it's better to uh, well to to say sorry than ask permission. Yeah. It's, it's easier better yeah. to ask for forgiveness. Oh, I'm, I'm so it. sorry, but oh, then rather than ask permission. You <laughs> mm. but like. Um, Nowadays, people and normal citizens are more susceptible to it because, like, hey man, it's colors on the wall. Yeah. Mm. It's colors on the wall. Uh, and it's nice to see. I mean, it's adding and to the community, man. It's adding to the absolutely. area. Absolutely. It's not and like a like, destructive thing always. Like, you know. Exactly. It's, it's more building in, than anything. Yeah. Because now we're leaving something that is uh, aesthetically pretty. Yeah. It, 
doesn't really say anything, but it's colors, man. I just yeah. think colors yeah. are so therapeutic to our minds, yeah. just to see bright colors all the time. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, let's let's circle it back because I know that you're also involved with some community projects and stuff, and and I imagine mm. the springs from your from your early days of how you felt about graffiti and that. So, mm. uh, from what I've seen, you've been involved with some something with the Sippler Foundation, and you've got a little project on the side called Rock Vase. Do you want to talk about mm. us? Talk about that for a minute to us. Yeah, Sippler Foundation was a project that I I helped Pushy Wap, which is another freelance uh, yeah. graphic designer and yeah. mural artist, um, to just once again add funny happy characters that are colorful to a crash yeah mm. in different areas we did two places we did one in nanga or yeah i think it's nanga mm -hmm. Langa, and one yeah. in in paul okay and one in paul yeah and it was for crashes it was just chad had to come up with illustrations that portrayed either sports or animals it's just really cute and that for kids is so amazing for mm. them that environment yeah. to be in that environment just something different just, you know and there's exactly. a new inspiration now and a new person to talk to and a new exactly. and like you suddenly you find someone that's interested and that's got the ability and yeah. you know it, it moves them into a whole new world and yeah that's amazing and with rak vais um rak was a he's still a really cool initiative mm. um where um one of my proudest uh, collabs with Rackface was working with Cedar High. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cedar High School in Mitchell's Plain. Yeah. Where we actually got a side wall of the school to paint, right? And there was some kind of mission statement that the, the teachers and the governing bodies wanted us to portray. So there was a small little brief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I saw a kid in the art class that nice. already did what we wanted to oh, talk that's about. that's amazing, man. So we told him, let's take your sketch amazing. and oh, that's you paint your drawing on the wall. Yo, that's, oh. that's, that's elevation right there, man. That's next that's level. That's amazing. You know, because me and Joseph, which is the art teacher at Cedar High, right, he's the one that got us really involved at that school because he saw potential yeah. in those kids. That's amazing. And he just, I think he just wanted us to tell those kids. Yeah. There's, there's, take, there's cool stuff out there, man. You know what I mean? I'm going to take your drawing mm. and make it bigger. That's and then cool. you're going to paint it next to us. Yeah. And all of these kids here are going to help us paint your mural. We're just going to sketch it out for you. And you guys are going to fill it. It gives them a certain amount of ownership yeah. to, stump, to stuff. That's awesome. Especially it's at pride, their school. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. Pride, I, man, I, yeah. I painted it. Yes, that pride, man. I've just like, I, pay, I put something towards that thing. Painting in Mitchell's Plain is rough. Mm -hmm. And I feel a big chunk of that is because their inspiration got taken away. Yeah. Like, w when there was art on the walls, yeah. we didn't get jacked. Yeah. We, our stuff didn't get, wasn't stolen. Yeah, that's... Oh. We, we, we used to paint in the open with our cans against the wall, obviously. Yeah. Just because we knew, and we just... People just let us paint because they knew, ah, oh, there was a graffiti on me. Yeah, they're they doing their thing, yeah. They're doing their thing, let them paint. Well, like most of the conversations. Yeah. But like, Yo, me, man, paint my name. Write <laughs> <laughs> my name. Make Yachty me was here. Right? Yeah, make me <laughs> <Yachty> was here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, people are, are getting more susceptible to it. They're more keen on it now, especially mm. in Woodstock because it is something different, man. Yeah. And they, people want something different. It, they, the whole country needs therapy. Cape Town needs therapy. It, that's the thing, man. It's so yeah. sad. I mean, I see these news articles where even like emergency workers are being attacked and robbed. And I'm like, yes, bro. Like, we don't need this in our life right now. Yeah. This is definitely not something that we need. Like, yeah. we, we need to go in the opposite direction. So, I mean, these exactly. kind of things that you guys are doing, it's, it's, it's great, man. It's, it's mm. awesome projects. I've, I've chosen to um, move further on, like, on my own yeah with with joseph Kutsia, yeah. and um with joseph Kutsia, we found two more jobs 
uh, one job that he's doing on his own and one that we did two weeks ago at the Pontival Clinic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we painted two murals. I painted three um, three shutter doors that are going to be the shutter doors for the actual center. And nice. Joseph painted a Facebook wall. And our whole concept was uh, female empowerment. Awesome. And um, yeah, just addressing that we are, we're neglecting the most powerful beings yeah. on the earth, yeah. which is the females, and we should protect and um, value them a little bit more. And that's what we tried to paint on the wall. Yeah. I painted flowers, I painted some character with a little girl with energies coming out of her awesome. head and stuff like that. But we want to continue doing those things, not for the sake of like people just saying, oh, amazing, you do charity work, yeah. but no, to actually leave stuff. To actually there. have yeah. a message yeah. for you. Yeah. To actually just leave Bring stuff. Bring positivity, to, you know. I'm not posting that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That so, stuff is just left there and people must enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So what sort of things inspire the work that you do, like visuals or themes that you mm. that you work with? I still really love masks. Yeah. yeah. Because the whole story behind masks is that we all have different kinds of masks depending mm. on what environment we are in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I like that story. Yeah. Um, but recently I've just started going into vibrations and energies and like, Drawing shapes with uh, contour lines and just colors, using the same colors the whole time. I'm trying to be very uh, tight with my colors. Okay. Because um, I feel you can get away with a lot if you throw a lot of colors on a canvas. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just going to limit it down, focus on the style and the vibrations and the energies that I'm putting out on that thing. Mm -hmm. And the colors will always be the same. Nice. So, um, my inspiration... So, so you're trying to, if I understand, you're trying to sort of half limit what you're using to try and push your your inspiration a bit further or your, your exactly. art. Yeah, okay. Exactly, exactly. Because yeah. now you're in a tight corner. Because you're kind of limiting yourself, yeah. Like, I've only yeah. got this, you know? Like, I've only got this. How can I stretch this? Yeah. Because yeah. I feel that if you, can, if you can stretch a little... Once I eventually say, okay, I think I'm done limit, because I don't think it's going to be forever. Mm. Yeah. But when I do decide I'm going to let go, it's going to be more, in, like, I feel it's going to more be, be more impactful the way I do color. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, that's the idea. I feel like that sometimes something that people miss is that sometimes creating limitations for yourself really opens up. Yeah. such a different aspect to your creativity mm. and your art. I mean, mm. there's a, such a beautiful um, story that I, I saw once of, of an artist who, because he was do, working with art in a particular way, it actually started damaging the nerves in his hand. So he had to rethink the way that he was doing these works. Jeez. And he started to That's limit it to, well, what if I created works that are um, temporary? So he did works where he created, where he would light... Um, he had a whole sort of square, about two meters by two meters square of candles and he would light them in a particular way, take a photograph, blow them all out. So the artwork never existed, but it exists. Mm. And he filmed this whole thing. It's like, yeah, like, mind-blowing. <laughs> like, that's a mind-blowing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Jeez. But like really just creating that, that, that boundary and that limitation for yourself and like going, okay, cool, well, I'm only going to draw with my left hand or I'm only going to draw with these colors or Ooh, these patterns that's crazy. really creates a totally different aspect to work. Are, are you finding that that's doing it, that, that same thing for you, that it's really like pushing you into a different direction? Absolutely, mm. because um, now the colors is sorted. Don't have to think about yeah. the colors that yeah. much. I just yeah. think about what am I going to say? What are you going to do with thing? it? Yeah. What's the energy? What's the vibe? You know, and I can let things really flow when it's just, I know what colors I'm going to use. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's cool. Because sometimes it gets a, it becomes a headache when you come in front of a wall and it's like, what colors am I going to use? <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, I don't know. But um, I'm happy and I think I will change it eventually. Like the whole idea of restricting myself. But it's unbelievable stuff that has come out. Awesome. Yeah. Because I'm still using the same space with the same colors, yeah. and I'm still trying to make depth and layers with the same thing. Mm. Nice. It becomes very interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome, man. 
Um, now, I, I, talking about your influence and, and your, your, your history as such, I know that you're a graphic designer and that when you were in Denmark, you were working sort of in the fashion and clothing type of industry. Like how how does that how does that all tie in? Because I imagine that has some influence on the work you do now in terms of graffiti, mm. or maybe the other way around. Like maybe your graffiti influence, you know, was was working or helping with your with your design type stuff. Like how how do those things interplay yeah. with each other? The whole uh, limiting thing, yeah, came actually from graphic design okay. critique. Yeah, because I get critique so much because if you're working for a brand, there's mm. a look. There's a, there's a vibe there's that a they've already been... There's a set parameter sort of thing, yes, yeah. Yeah. like exactly. a CI or whatever. Exactly. So that kind of limited us. But beautiful things came out of that still being limited. Yeah. Mm. So I really like that idea and that's why I'm using it on my artwork now. And to see what happens with that. Because at work, it was really cool on getting critiqued like properly like pro, like productive criticism yeah like actually to, not to just for the sake work. of but saying yeah. like yeah go in this direction or, go in yeah. this direction yeah, and yeah. then it opens up my whole way of thinking yeah yeah where i was first like don't tell me what to do i'm the greatest graphic designer in the world <laughs> man <laughs> oh those those early university days <laughs> exactly it was like i'm the best ever but it oh like I've realized that the limitations is not always a bad thing. Yeah. And that I learned from graphic design at work and Denmark also, where it came to like minimalism. Yeah. A lot of their culture is based on um, necessity. Okay. Thing things and they how they design stuff is based on space. They don't have a lot of space in their buildings. That's interesting, yeah. So, you know what I mean? And so the toilets get small, but the things that are put in the toilets are made <laughs> compact. So things can slide away. Things can, And that was super interesting to me. I like you how know? you jump to toilets. <laughs> yeah, because that blew me away. The toilet in Denmark was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, dude. It's not even your ad. I was in a toilet that was your... A meter by meter. What really? A meter by meter. What the the toilet was a toilet and a shower. Yo, that's, that's insane. What? <laughs> that's insane. That was our experience in Thailand. Oh, we were like, man. we have to shower. You can literally sit on the loo and, and shower. And shower, yeah. At the same time, you don't need to wear the paper, bro. Because like I realized that we were really spoiled. We are spoiled for land. In yeah. South Africa, we, yeah. I always grew up with a shower and a bath. Mm. And that is crazy. Like there, that was the standard issue for them. And um, how, like, because the standard was the meter by meter thing, right? And then with a shower, but then how creative they got. Because not everybody just had the standard toilet. Some people made things compact. Some people broke through walls so that there's a there's a compartment so you don't see the cupboards. Jeez. So the yes, it was very what? it was very creative. And those people and Danish people are amazing with wood. And okay, yeah. Cabinets and just the whole furniture thing, and also the furniture was built in, like, some of the vintage ones, because my ex-girlfriend's uh, grandmother was a hoarder of notes. <laughs> she was... In she the meter-by-meter toilet, you know? She Whoa. was just collecting. <laughs> <laughs> no, she had a, a little farmhouse on the the flatter side of Denmark, right? Okay. And she was just been collecting furniture for years. And even the old furniture that they had, they've made dress units that hide mirrors and it's such so, so small man it's Jeez. so small that these compartments that pull out because wherever this thing was or wherever it can be is a, it's a small space hectic That's yeah Jeez. a lot of the old furniture incorporated how can we use that space it's in more efficiently That's and crazy. it was a cool thing to learn from denmark because uh, sometimes we go too big here because we're Africa, man. We yeah. go big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go big. Go, big. Go, go big or go home. Exactly. But if you just 
balance it out, I think you can do a lot more with the spaces that we have right now. Mm. In all aspects. Yeah. In all aspects. Nice. And that's the one thing that I took from Denmark and that's the one thing I took from Bestseller. Because Bestseller was dope. It was I was working with a company called Jack and Jones. Mm-hmm. So we used to make t-shirt graphics. And nice. what I love about graphic design and doing t-shirt graphics is building campaigns and stories was still a big thing that I took away from there. Yeah. And like something that I don't think as artists we focus on that much on building a story. It's more like I want to get this energy out of my head, yeah. out of my hands, and I want to put it onto something. Yeah. Whereas like building a campaign, it's like you spitball a lot of stuff. Yeah. So you take the idea to the maximum. Okay, yeah. And then you strip it down again to nothingness. Hectic. And then build the story from there, which was super interesting. Nice. That was super interesting. And I always questioned like, this works in graphic design because you need critique and you need to really look at your stuff and take off stuff and add on stuff like that. You need yeah. to be critical with it. Yeah. As artists, we just want to put that energy out there and just rah. Yeah. But yeah. what if you just put a little saddle on that crazy, crazy wild energy you know <laughs> and just guide it a little bit yeah. more yeah, yeah. you know so you now you can make campaigns with artwork why not yeah, yeah true. Exactly. why can you build a six-month story with the same kind of artwork use it in different ways it's still art it's just now you're marketing it in different ways yeah and you're pushing yeah. the the message and the narrative or whatever behind it like Absolutely. and you've got a direction with it like you say mm. yeah which is super interesting. That's cool. Because yeah. like with 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 a, with a the difference with a craft designer and an artist is a craft designer solves problems between the market and um, the business, right? Mm-hmm. The artist makes aesthetically beautiful things. Yeah, true. Yeah. Just to get this energy out of yeah, them. Yeah, right? yeah. The graphic designer is art as well. Right? That's yeah. The that's a that's a cool way. I never even actually thought managed. about it like that, eh? It's like you, you need to get that pool. message across in like a way that people will understand, but yeah. but almost not realize that they understand. It's it's an interesting. Exactly. When you think about it. And it's, like, it's like it's it's a bit it's art, but it's it's just a bit guided a little bit more. So you can do the same thing in repetition. Yeah. Just yeah. to get that into people's brains, you drill it into their brains. Whereas an artist. We change our ideas so much all the time. Yeah. It's only the style that keeps us iconic. Yeah. That people must and sometimes it's difficult to break out of that style. Mm. And some people you don't even like that style anymore. You want to move <laughs> on to something else, but that style is selling now. Yeah, true. So true. it's a, it's, it's a funny such a scenario to get into that, but I think there's certain aspects that can be fused mm. when it comes to uh, why doesn't an artist paint the same thing over and over in several different colors or yeah, different ways? Yeah, or different ideas. And yeah, like, yes, because we do so much new ideas. Sometimes we don't sit and just take one idea and expand that whole thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. We move on so quickly. We but move this, on so quickly. This is something that I always try and, and um, get back to with artists and, and with people coming um who apply to be on the site, etc. It's like, you've got to have some sort of continuity within your work. And mm. you need to, and, and it's always to me such a telling thing of someone who has studied or has studied some kind of design or art compared to someone who hasn't, that there's a consistency within a theme. Mm. Um, and it doesn't always have to be exactly the same, but it can have aspects that, that that suggest parts of that same yeah. theme or same storyline or or same thought process and it's just it, you've got to you've got to work through an idea from start to finish and and um, get all of the imagery out of that particular idea or thought or um, aspect before you move on to the next one a concept yeah. before you move on yeah that's, that's what i'm feeling that's, that's what i'm feeling because like if you look at my page now, it's changing. Yeah. Mm. I went from I went from blue and reds and blacks on really nice paper with marks and stuff, and now I'm doing more colors, but in that same colors, and I just expanded that colors a little bit more, 
and it's trying to get a little bit rounder and mm. and it's going to be a next body of work so yeah. this body of work is going to be focusing on that kind of thing yeah that's growth though that's the way it goes man yeah. that's the way it works like you yeah. learn something in that restriction you learn something in that limiting which then leads on yeah. to the next thing and then you apply what you learn so yeah that makes total sense now yeah i, I totally mm-hmm. get what you're saying yeah Thanks, dude. Like, cause I, I don't think we should cut off um, creative things, man. Yeah. We shouldn't. I should be talking to sculptors. I should be talking to welders. People yeah. That yeah. I need to talk to people that cut wood, so that now my illustrations become three-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. It comes off the page, and then that's how it keeps evolving and, yeah, that- and growing the whole time. Mm. Mm. And and I want to also look at. Uh, the artist process in three-dimensional mm. and dissect that thing as well because yeah, that thing can also be this thing yeah that's a whole other thing is what is your process and how can you make your process even better yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so sometimes my process because it's just pain sometimes it's, i'm just in a painful space Hectic. it's uncomfortable yeah i really don't like it but i'm super productive Hectic. yeah yeah, it's, it's crazy because crazy. everyone's process is also so different, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and everyone's process works for them. But because of years of taking it to the max and then bringing mm. it back to what actually works for yeah. you, you know, like, I like that analogy. That's really cool because it applies to so many things. Everything. It's really cool. Everything. It is, it is something that people don't understand is that the creative space is not always a comfortable space mm. for mm. an artist to be in. Mm. Exactly. And I think uh, there was a guy called... Um, Mark Bode, Mark Bode, he used to draw a character that graffiti artists perpetuated on street or on, on trains and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, in an interview, he mentioned that most of the time he's fighting with, with himself mm-hmm. as he's painting pieces. Hectic. He's just constantly hating everything and Jeez. refining everything the whole time until he's like, okay, I don't hate it anymore. Yeah. I like it now. it's crazy dude he hates his artwork all the way through until it's like okay now it's done now i'm happy with it that's insane that's insane but it's also just the process of getting through these insecurities learning something new while you're doing this yeah it's it's a it's a whole process and i think change and growth and development is a painful and uncomfortable place to be yeah it's almost that self-discovery journey also yeah 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 yeah. that's great but it's exciting once you dive into it and you just put that saddle on there and you ride that monster (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, so let's let's talk about uh, the the name that you that you work under the lovely. Um, what is that about? How did that come about? Uh, well, I first I was painting a lot of other names like Thick and Freak and stuff like that, and I fell in love. And at that time, I fell in love. I was also getting involved with graffiti, mm. and I realized this thing: love is not. Roses, not hearts, it's yeah. not fuzzy all the time. It it can get very dark, it can get angry, it can get vengeful. It it takes you into your own darkness. Yeah. yeah. But it's also quite beautiful and rewarding. Yeah. And taking that risk. Com- taking that risk to love somebody. That's it. I compare that to graffiti. Yeah, I see that. I, yeah, I yeah. take the risks all the time to do Standing these things. Standing in those in those tunnels <laughs> in the dark. Exactly. I I literally could get hurt. We literally could get hurt every time we do this thing. That's crazy. But you still do this thing, so I compare it to love, and then I was like, okay, cool. I like the word love, mm. and. I don't really like the letters, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't like the letters. The L is a horrible letter. Yeah. The O is really boring. Yeah. What do you do with a V? Yeah. The e- so, yeah. There's the only e- so many ways where it'll make sense, and that's one. Ex- exactly, dude. Exactly. So the E is the only nice letter. Yeah. Um, but, like, um, I thought that that would be a cool... Uh, it's not because of the letters, because a lot of graffiti names are chosen because it's cool letters and they look nice together. Yeah. 
Um, I chose specifically because I I think love is yeah. I compared it very much to graffiti because the thing it's it's freeing. There's a freedom to painting graffiti. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But there's also the high risk of yeah. getting hurt. Oh, yeah, and love oh, yeah. is a very high risk Same of getting game, hurt. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I wrote lovely. And that's somebody awesome. called me one called me lovely one day. Mm. Like I think it was Nod Nod Star's sister. She called me yo, lovely. I was like, oh, I nice. love that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it's it. Like, yeah. I, lo- I love that. So then I just jumped on like lovely. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's been a couple of years now. Sick. So how would you describe the art that you create, whether it is graffiti or um, the, the paper or drawn works that you do for us? Like how, how yeah, would you go about describing that? Hmm. I normally, like I, like I told you earlier, like I like to strip things down to mm. the simplest form. Like, mm-hmm. like on my Instagram, it's still the guy that paints stuff, right? Because when it comes to my illustrations and stuff like that, these things are in my head. Mm. I don't really know how to explain it uh, because I didn't see it there <laughs> in oh, my well, head. Yeah. I didn't see it in my head. I drew a couple of lines, I added some more lines, and then that thing evolved to yeah, become a, a picture. Live thing, yeah. yeah, it became a yeah, it became a picture, a and it, it's always very surprising sometimes. Mm. It's, it's always like I didn't expect that thing to look like that. Yeah, I started with lines, and then it turned out like that, and that's. That's the, that's the only way I can describe it. I don't really want to know what's going to come out. Yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And that also came, comes back from painting with old school cats where we had uh, half a bucket of stinky bucket paint. Uh, <laughs> that is like a green. We have a green. He's got three cans. I've got four or five cans that the nozzles don't properly work yeah but we Let's come up happens. with a junk yeah exactly <laughs> we come up with a jungle theme wall where there's wow. a panda Jeez. drinking a beer and the panda's drunk and the letters wow. behind it that's because that's insane that that's what we used to do that's painting awesome, graffiti though. back in the days we came to the wall looked at the colors that we have yeah and that was our theme for the wall nice yeah and amazing, amazing things came out because we just awesome. this bounce ideas, just bounce ideas the whole time, and then we came up with something. Please join us again next week for the conclusion of our chat with Lovely. In the meantime, feel free to check out all the work we have available from this artist on our website at unsungart.co.za. For more of these podcasts and to make sure that you don't miss any episodes, please like, subscribe and give us a little bit of a rating. Tell your friends, tell people you think that might be interested and help us spread the word about all the fantastic artists we have right here on our own doorstep. Other than that, see you next week.